North Korea is the most secretive country in the world. It is currently run under the equally secretive dictatorship of Kim Jong-un. Over the years, there have been all sorts of bizarre and sometimes sad reports about the strict regime the North Korean people live under. It seems their whole life is controlled by their leader, and any deviation from that, even to do things we would consider normal, means they face harsh punishments, even death. It's hard to gauge whether the cheering and public adoration they show for their leader is genuine or forced upon them. Now a lot of what we think we know about North Korea is often just conjecture, and for many years they have secretly been trying to make nuclear missiles, which worryingly might one day be used against the world. Despite recent breakthroughs made by President Trump, and even South Korea, nobody really knows what North Korea are going to do next. Now, let's take a look at these North Korean mysteries. North Korea Hotel of Doom The Friogon Hotel in Pyongyang is the tallest unoccupied building in the world. Standing at 1,080 feet, its pyramid-shaped design dominates the skyline. However, despite boasting 105 floors, it's never welcomed a single guest. The hotel was the product of the Cold War rivalry between North and South Korea. In 1986, a South Korean company built the Westin Stamford in Singapore at the time the tallest hotel in the world. In response, North Korea planned to steal their record by building an ever higher hotel. Construction on the state-of-the-art hotel began in 1987. It was designed to house at least 3,000 rooms, as well as five revolving restaurants with panoramic views. It was scheduled to open in 1992, in time for the 80th birthday of President Kim Il-sung. By 1992, the building had reached its full architectural height, but due to engineering problems and the economic crisis in North Korea, following the collapse of the Soviet Union, construction stopped, and the half-finished building that cost an estimated $75 million was abandoned. Ironically, had it reopened on time, it would have surpassed the West in Stamford to become the world's tallest hotel, and would have been the seventh tallest building in the world. For over a decade, the skeleton of the concrete structure loomed large over the city, at the top, there was a rusting crane serving as an eerie reminder of the broken dream. Rumours started circulating that the building was shoddily built, and that the alignment of its elevator shafts were crooked, and it soon got dubbed the worst building in the world, with the names such as the Hotel of Doom and the Phantom Hotel. To the North Korean government, the building became an embarrassment, and the hotel's vision they once proudly displayed on postage stamps was now edited out of official photographs and admitted from printed maps. Then in 2008, after a 16-year pause, construction unexpectedly resumed as part of a deal with Oriscom, an Egyptian conglomerate that was contracted to build North Korea's 3G network. The rusty old crane that blotted the landscape for nearly two decades was finally removed, and the structure was reinforced with metal panels. The building was completely glazed over with windows, giving it a modern, sleek appearance. The project was completed in 2011, and it was speculated the hotel's opening was imminent, although photographs of the hotel's interior revealed that inside very little work had been done. German luxury hotel group Kempinski announced that the hotel would partially open under its management in mid-2013, but just a few months later they pulled out, 
saying entering the North Korean market was not currently possible. Again, rumours persisted that the building was unsound, and this was compounded when in 2014, a 23-storey apartment building in the city collapsed, killing an unknown number of people. The hotel was abandoned again for the next five years before coming back to life in 2018, when LEDs were installed on its facade, turning the building into the city's biggest light show, as well as a propaganda machine. A four-minute program showing North Korea's history and a variety of political slogans was displayed on the building. But the question still remains, will this huge building ever open its doors? What is its purpose, seeing as North Korea does not welcome tourists? They even arrested and locked up an Australian student who was studying in the country, just for taking a photo of the new signage, accusing him of committing spying acts against the state. The Mysterious Double Death of Kim Il-sung Bitter enemies North and South Korea are separated by the Korean Demilitarized Zone, or DMZ for short, a strip of land running across the Korean peninsula that serves as a buffer zone between the two countries. Between 1953 and 2004, both sides broadcast audio propaganda across the DMZ through massive loudspeakers they erected. However, in 2004, the North and South agreed to end the broadcasts, although some broadcasts have resumed at certain high-tension times over the years. On November 15, 1986, a short story appeared in a South Korean newspaper reporting rumors from Japan that the North Korean leader, Kim Il-sung, was dead. As these rumors were a common occurrence, no one took much notice. However, the next day, at midday, the South Koreans heard sad music emanating from North Korean amplifiers. Only music, not a single word. Soon after, they started to read Kim Il-sung's biography through the megaphones and began to broadcast a message hailing the great leader. Then at 8pm that evening, the North Koreans finally came out with the shocking revelation. Kim Il-sung had been shot and was dead, and his son, Kim Jong-il, had inherited power, and he was immediately named president and marshal. By 10.45 that same evening, the North Korean flag hoisted near the DMZ had been lowered as a sign of mourning. The next day, South Korea was in total confusion and panic, the implications of a new leader in North Korea could be dire, and police and soldiers were put on high alert. The situation was further amplified when the North Koreans began taunting the South Korean government, saying the world has a good view of South Korea. South Korean President Chun assembled an emergency meeting of the cabinet, and among the documents shown to the ministers was a message from an American general who was in command of the US Army in Korea, claiming that Kim Il-sung died in a car accident and was not murdered. The cabinet realized that something was going on, but no one could fathom out what it was. The situation was very serious, and the government thought there was a reasonable chance of an imminent North Korean invasion, although bizarrely, there was still no official proof of Kim Il-sung's death, and wild rumors began to circulate. Meanwhile, messages were still being broadcast across DMZ about the leader's demise, although some of them were contradictory. At 25 past 1, this was announced. Respected comrade Kim Jong-il is the eternal leader of our nation. Then two hours later, under the respected comrade Kim Jong-il, even greater happiness awaits us. Then at 6 o'clock, Oh Chin-yu, 
and the third man in the country, as Reader's reminder, took power. The North Korean people actively support him. Then at 8.45, don't believe the groundless rumours about the demise of our leader, Kim Il-sung. Then at 4 minutes past 10, after sad music, the big star of our nation has fallen. Then at 12.06, the words read, Kim Il-sung resigned and transferred power to the party's leadership. On the northern side of the DMZ, all households were hanging pieces of black clothing from their eaves in a sign of mourning. Then on November 18th at 10 in the morning, Kim Il-sung, alive and well, appeared in person at a nearby airport to meet a Mongolian delegation. On the same day, messages about him being dead stopped without any explanation. No mention of the incident was ever talked about again. Kim Il-sung went on to rule North Korea until his death in 1994. Nearly 35 years have passed since, and no one knows what really happened over those days in 1986. Was it a mistake? Maybe there was some misreporting? This seems unlikely due to the DMZ announcements, or was it a personal initiation of, of one of the propagandists on the DMZ? Or was it a failed coup? If so, the conspirators would be long dead, almost certainly executed. The only other explanation is that Kim Il-sung personally decided to check how the world, and especially South Korea, would react to his death. But it seems that it might have backfired, as it was a bit like crying wolf. Nobody really believed it had happened, and were waiting for the official confirmation, which never came. North Korean Ghost Ships For many years, boats have been washing up on the western shores of Japan. Many of them are either empty or contain the bodies or skeletal remains of men. The boats are often old rickety, very simple vessels with no modern engines or navigation instruments on board. Because the boats were washed up empty or with only dead bodies, it wasn't initially clear where they had come from. But some observers theorized that they were North Korean fishing boats searching for king crab, squid, and sandfish, and they were soon dubbed the North Korean ghost ships. Markings on some of the Korean vessels did indicate that they belonged to the North's military, which is heavily involved in the fishing industry. It's normal practice that when a boat with corpses washes ashore, officials try to investigate the cause of death. But as the Korean bodies tended to be in an advanced state of decomposition, it was impossible to determine that. But it was speculated that these poorly equipped boats either blew off course or got lost during the winter months, and the crew either died of starvation or exposure. But nothing conclusive was determined, and sadly no one looked for the men. However, in 2017, several ships washed ashore with the crew still alive. They all claimed they were fishermen from North Korea who had gotten into trouble at sea. It was initially thought they were defectors trying to escape the North Korean regime. But remarkably, all crews found alive have asked to be sent back to North Korea. So why would fishermen take such a huge risk? While it could be because international sanctions are tightening due to Pyongyang's nuclear and missile tests, meaning the regime is under pressure to boost agriculture and food supplies. So with the North Korean leadership demanding bigger catches, sailors are being forced to take risks to meet those targets. This coupled with the fact that North Korea sold the fishing rights in some of its territorial waters at China last year, means there is a small area for local fishermen to fish in. Hence, they might be having to venture further out to sea. Of course, there are others who believe these men, who are taking huge risks, could be spies. However, like most things in North Korea, 
we will probably never find out the real reason. So many are prepared to go out into dangerous water in an unequipped boat, knowing that if they did get into trouble or go missing, no one from their home country would care enough to look for them. And so, the mystery rolls on. Megumi Yokota On the 15th of November 1977, 13-year-old Megumi Yokota left her badminton practice in Nagata, Japan, and started the seven-minute walk to her home, but she never made it. Her mother began to panic, ringing around to check if anyone had seen her daughter, but no one had. Soon, police and tracker dogs were out in the darkness searching for Megumi. They scoured the beech and pine forest near her home, but found nothing. Out of sea, speeding towards the Korean peninsula, was a boat manned by North Korean agents. Locked in the hold was a terrified Megumi. In the year that followed, police searched endlessly, and a kidnapping unit was set up at the Yokota house, but the investigation drew an agonizing blank. Nearly 20 years later, in 1993, a North Korean spy who defected to the South told in detail about an abducted Japanese woman who matched Megumi's description. Her abduction was an unplanned blunder. At the time, Megumi was walking home. Two agents were finishing up a spy mission in Nagata and were waiting on the beach for a pickup boat, but they realized they had been spotted by Megumi and fearing she might identify them, they abducted her. At the time, they didn't realize Megumi was just a child. When they arrived back in North Korea, they were in trouble for taking the schoolgirl. Megumi cried for her mother and refused to eat, unnerving her state-minders. So to soothe her, they promised that if she worked hard and learned fluent Korean, she would be allowed to go home. Of course, that was a lie, and instead they forced Megumi to work as a spy trainer, teaching Japanese language and behavior at an elite school for espionage. Megumi wasn't the only young person abducted for such activities by North Korea but she was the youngest. North Korea later admitted to kidnapping 13 Japanese citizens. For the first two decades after Megumi disappeared, the Okotas had nothing but a cold case and their own desperate need to understand what had happened. Then in 1997, Pyongyang finally agreed to investigate and announced they had information that Megumi was still alive and living in North Korea. So for her family, the question was, how do we get her back? The Akotas went public with their kidnap story and appeared on primetime TV, and questions were raised in Parliament and the government publicly confirmed that Megumi was not an isolated case. They got a breakthrough when it was revealed that in 1986, Megumi had married a South Korean national, likely also abducted, and the couple had a daughter in 1987. But later, her husband claimed that Megumi hanged herself in a pine forest on the 13th of April 1994, on the grounds of a Pyongyang mental hospital where she was being treated for depression. Although her family and many others believe he was speaking under duress and was just reading from a prepared script when he made these claims. In another twist, two years after declaring Megumi dead, North Korean officials handed over to her parents what is said were her ashes. They arrived in 2004 on the 27th anniversary of her kidnapping. Her parents had kept their daughter's umbilical cord when she was born, a Japanese tradition, and DNA tests were performed. The samples did not match. It is widely believed, especially in Japan, that Megumi is still alive. 
but in November 2011, a South Korean magazine stated that a 2005 directory of Pyongyang residents listed a woman named Kim Ung Gong with the same birth date as Megumi, who was living with her husband, Kim Yong Nam. Sources later claimed that Kim Ung Gong was actually Megumi's 24 year old daughter, and in March 2014, Megumi's parents were allowed to meet their granddaughter for the first time in Mongolia, along with her own baby daughter, their great grandchild. In recent years, five of the 13 Japanese citizens abducted back in the 1970s have been reunited with their families, but the fate of Megumi is still unknown. Her father died, not knowing whether his daughter was alive or dead, but her aging mother and brothers still live in hope of finding her one day. Is Kim Jong-un still alive? In 2020, there was a frenzy of articles claiming Kim Jong-un was gravely ill. Normally, reliable sources reported he was in grave danger, possibly as a result of a botched operation. Others claimed he was in a coma or brain dead. The reports seem to have originated from Daily NK, a South Korean website which monitors news, gossip and rumors from North Korea. It stated on April 20th, 2020, that Kim was recovering from unspecified heart surgery to resolve a condition caused by his heavy smoking, obesity and fatigue, and that he was in a stable condition. It was noted by other news outlets that he hadn't been seen in public since April 11th, and more significantly, he had failed to show up for the annual ceremony on April 15th, marking the Day of the Sun, the anniversary of the birthday of Kim Il-sung and Kim's grandfather. It wasn't long before Western news outlets such as CNN reported that the United States was monitoring intelligence that Kim was in grave danger after surgery. The story cited several unnamed sources who insisted Kim's health scare was credible, but the severity was hard to assess. Soon after, the story exploded around the world with various theories, including he had died of COVID or that his guard had shot him. On Twitter, Kim Jong dead was trending. Focus soon turned to who his successor would be, with his sister Kim Yo Jong in line to succeed him. Amongst the murk and speculation, Donald Trump, the then President of the United States, waded in saying, I have a good relationship with Kim Jong un and I hope he's okay. A few days later, Trump said he had a very good idea about Kim's health, but that he couldn't talk about it. The world was confused, and many believed the reports about Kim's health must be true. And so the world waited to learn if a rogue, unpredictable, nuclear-armed state still had its hereditary leader, or whether it might be plunged into a power struggle. Then, as if laughing at the rest of the world, Kim Jong-un appeared in a slate-issued photo in which he was shown cutting the ribbon on a new fertilizer factory outside Pyongyang, looking very much alive. This development was a bit awkward for CNN, and many other news outlets around the world, as well as a few intelligence agencies, which had spent the past few weeks in a frenzy over Kim's health, providing yet again that nothing about North Korea, or more specifically Kim Jong-un, can be trusted. It also throws doubt on the so-called intelligence, and how much we truly know about North Korea. In light of Kim's reappearance, there are now rumors that he uses a body double, and so could still be dead or gravely ill. But like everything in North Korea, I guess we'll never know. So that's it for this video. 
And remember, if you haven't already heard, we have a new channel solely dedicated to astronomy. If you have an interest in space, the unanswered questions of the universe, and our search for life out there, you'll love Access Astronomy. Check it out in the description below. And as always, thanks for watching.